Hey y'all, it's Justine Mentor from Mentor Management. I'm an LA-based dance choreographer and educator turned career coach, and I'm all about inspiring, motivating, and educating professional dancers. I'm so excited to bring you Dance Careers Unfiltered, where we chat about the nitty-gritty behind the business side of the entertainment industry. The stuff that people don't know they need to know. Let's dive in. Welcome to Dance Careers Unfiltered. This is a really unique episode. I am working with a lot of data that I collected from 35 dance professionals. I am so excited that these individuals took the time to fill out the dance job survey online and just leave their input, tell a little bit of their story and journey, and give some of their insight. The reason that I set out to record this episode is because I feel like I'm seeing and I'm hearing a lot of dancers saying that they're failures if they're not performing. And I think that there's a lot of stigma in that. And what I mean is a lot of stigma in leaving the profession in a traditional way, meaning you've hung up your dancing shoes and you're doing something else in the dance realm. And I really, really don't believe in that. I really think that there's a lot of fulfillment, a lot of joy, and some money in doing something else. It doesn't have to be a traditional role of being a dance performer. That being said, half the people that I spoke to are still performing and pursuing a career as a performer in some form or fashion. I really want to empower people to pursue what it is that they want to pursue without filling a need of somebody else. I want you to feel like you can pursue different things in life, not just performing, even though it might have started off that way, doesn't mean it always has to be that way. I used to call dance a gateway art. You know how they say there's gateway drugs and they lead to more hardcore drugs. And I realize this might not be the most PG way to describe it, but I really feel that dance can lead to so many different avenues, creatively and professionally, we need to allow ourselves to be fulfilled in other arenas and to recognize that dance has given us so much. Dance teaches us discipline and hard work and teamwork and creativity and problem solving and so many other things. And I think that we're all all inherently entrepreneurs and just working our way through and we want to help people. And I would say the majority of the people who left responses on here, they're said that their enjoyment or favorite part about their job was their community and working with people with different backgrounds and just being able to meet new people. And so much of those responses were about the people. And I love that. And I love that for dancers and for the community at large. And I was really excited to collect all of these people's unique journeys and pathways. And it's really, really special. I want to be able to empower people to pursue what it is that they want to pursue without judgment. And I also wanted to shed light on lots of different pathways and opportunities that you might be able to pursue. There's not just one way to do everything. That's the scary part. And the fun part about being a freelance dancer or just an artist in general is that there's the world is your oyster. That's the saying, right? There's so many opportunities and there's so much ripeness in the creativity and the artistry that dance provides us. 
And I think we take that throughout our lives and we weave it into everything that we do. One of my favorite responses on the question that I asked about what's your favorite part about your job was that it never feels like a job. And I love that. Everything is valid. Every choice that you make is valid. And there isn't one right way and there isn't one that's better than the other. But I do think that there is something to be said about something that doesn't feel like a job, meaning you don't feel like you don't want to go or that it's tedious and you don't enjoy it. I think that's kind of great when you get to feel like something isn't your job. It's just something you get to go and do. You get to dance. You get to travel. You get to put smiles on people's faces. You get to do what you love or make your own schedule. It's pretty awesome the opportunities that we create for ourselves without even knowing it. This seems like a good place as any to remind you of some of the freebies I offer and how to find them. You can find my latest Reels cheat sheet, super great for planning out your reel shoot or just some video content creation at justinementor.com slash reels. I also offer a free class on my concept of the digital dance bag, which is an approach to organizing your online submissions for any kind of job. And of course, you can always jump into a free 20-minute one-on-one consultation that you can find at justcmentor.com slash shop. Also, brand spanking new, if you're an avid listener of the podcast, I finally have a way you can support more than you already do by becoming a podcast producer. For $5 a month, fans of Dance Careers Unfiltered who want to support and make a production impact and get their voices heard can visit justcmentor.com slash podcast to learn more. Back to the episode. I'd love to go through all the categories that I included on this dance job survey so you have an idea of what it was that I was collecting. So the first question is, what is your job in the dance world? And I asked for a title and a short description. And then I wanted to see how long people have been doing said job. And the options were less than a year, all the way up to 25 years plus. Then I wanted to know if their dance job was their sole source of income. I think this is important because we need to know what is doable for us in our livelihood. Can we do what we want to do and still pay the bills? That's an important question because it's one thing to do what you love, but it's another to struggle in so many other ways. So finding that balance or finding however you can to manage that artistic side of you and also the adult side of you that needs to like pay bills and eat and do all those things. And it's tricky. It's a fine line. The next question I asked was, what is your favorite part about your job? These were some great answers. I already went through a few that were my favorites. And then I asked to rate your enjoyment of the job on a scale from one to five. And good news, I didn't get any answers in the ones or twos, which I'll go over later. And then I got, what is your biggest piece of advice for anyone looking to do your job? And these were some amazing ones too. And this honestly will go into a part two. So there's a lot of data here. There's a lot to unpack and I'm excited to dive in and for this to be the culmination of season two of Dance Careers Unfiltered. In this part one episode, I'm going to be going over the first three responses, which is what is your job in the dance world? How long have you been doing it? And is your dance job your sole source of income? So let's break down the kinds of jobs that people put out. 
dancer slash performer made up about half of the responses. So 17 people are still pursuing out of the 35. Then dance instructor also encompassed a ton of the responses. So about 15 answers there for people who are teaching dance currently. Choreographers, 10 of the people. People who are solely working on social media for dance companies and brands, three. There were four people who responded saying they were assisting in some capacity. Three people doing administrative work. Four people coaching. Then some one-offs that I got were a dance studio intern, dance studio owner, movement health coach. Side note, I think this is a realm that a lot of dancers are getting into right now because just kind of a natural progression of being a dancer. I got a show supervisor, founders of dance companies, aka dance entrepreneurs, product testers, a sports psychologist, consultant, and author. I'm curious if any of those dance jobs are new to you, if you if you've ever heard of them or not, and if any of them strike your fancy. I think that some of these require additional education, but a lot of these roles are ones that people have curated for themselves, which I think is really cool. And it, again, just shows the drive and the tenacity of dancers. We're just so used to that grit you know, working on routines day in and day out, working on our technique for our whole lives, all of that really plays into our work ethic. And that plays into work ethic across the board in many different industries, not just as a dancer. So the results from how long you've been doing it, these are the percentages from largest to smallest. From one to five years was the biggest response at 31.4%. 10 plus years was the second biggest response at 28.6%. 17.1% have been doing it between five and 10 years. 14.3% have been doing it for less than a year. Hats off to all of y'all. 8.6% of this group have been doing it for 25 years or more. Wow. So it's all across the board. I'd say the Majority of these responses are one to five, and that sounds about right. But if you take that answer plus the 10 plus years at 28.6, then that is 60% of this cohort. When you pursue dance, you're pursuing it for the long haul. You're doing it because you love it, because it's ingrained in you, and it's just a part of your professional being from now until forever. The next one I wanted to go over was, is your dance job your sole source of income? 54.3% said no. And 42.9% said yes. And there were a couple people who did not want to say. This is a little bit staggering because we want to be able to do what we love and make it our living forever. I have a story to tell. When I moved out here, I moved straight from college. I graduated from Indiana University and I did not have a dance degree, but I came out here with the sole intention of pursuing dance as a career. I didn't really want to pursue it as a performer. I always wanted to be behind the table as a choreographer and educator, but I didn't think that I could do that right away. I think I thought I needed to actually step into the role of dancer before I could make it as a choreographer. 
On the flip side, I had a good friend who also moved out here. Or she was on the same dance company as me in college and also was a dancer her whole life and still wanted to dance as she came out here, but didn't want to pursue it professionally. And I use this as an example a lot. She had a job. She had a corporate job at Fox and was working a normal or I guess quote unquote normal type job where she was there like nine to five in an office, but was taking classes at night and on the weekend was on my company flirt and still had dance a part of her life. But she was also working a regular nine to five job, but she didn't have the pressure of pursuing it as a career. And she was able to still do it as a hobby. And I think that's what a lot of people get twisted when they start dancing for a living or try to pursue it as a living. And it's a really large jump to go from dancing as a hobby, which is what everybody does when they're doing it before they graduate high school, because you're doing it secondary to your schooling most of the time. And then you jump to trying to make it a living and your livelihood. And that brings on a lot of stress because it's very different to just dancing for fun. Dancing for fun because you love it, because your friends are doing it, because you enjoy the community. Whereas when you pursue it for a living, you are stressing out about booking the job so that you can pay rent. And then you don't know when the next job is coming. And that is even more stressful because you're living gig to gig. And not to say that's not fulfilling and not some people's path, but it's the reality of the situation. So I always use the example of my friend Jen, who came out here and danced for fun and worked in the industry, but in a completely different capacity and was super fulfilled in that way. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And I think it's worth noting that several forms of these jobs aren't enough to sustain a lifestyle in Los Angeles or beyond. Now, a lot of these people don't live in Los Angeles, but obviously I am there. So that's kind of where I set the bar. I think we always have to weigh our personal fulfillment with our personal responsibilities. So looking at it in a mature lens and saying how much of this is giving me fulfillment and joy and how much of this is actually fueling my adult life and allowing me to live the way that I need to and want to live and finding that balance and being able to enjoy that and not be stressed by it is going to be our greatest feat figuring that out and once you do you know please let me know because it's just such a delicate balance and I'm always curious how people make it work and the sustainability part two we're going to jump into the favorite part about your job as a dance professional, not a professional dancer, and your enjoyment and your biggest piece of advice for anybody looking to do your job. So stay tuned for part two. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out mentor.management on Insta and justinementor.com slash mentormanagement. That's M-N-T-R-M-G-M-T. Check out the show notes to find links to my offerings and today's guest. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.